Hi there, and welcome once again to the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires, and well, I guess I could say good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, based on uh, the time zone that our returning guest, Coach Joe Salerno, is uh, in the middle of right now. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? I'm doing very well. So uh, as we do this live right now on September the 25th, the Tuesday, it is just past 11 a.m. Atlantic time, but uh, I believe 11 hours ahead uh, is where you are. Where exactly are you? What what city are you in in China, and what time is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's just after 10 o'clock um, here in uh, in Fuan. We actually just arrived in a new city uh, this afternoon, um, second city on our on our trip here. Uh, Fuan. It's actually in the the Fuzhou, uh province, which is uh, southeast uh, China, kind of on the, the eastern uh, seaboard, probably, well, I don't know, maybe eight to ten hours, probably south of uh, Beijing. Now, it's been a couple of days that you've been there, and we'll get to uh, the first game that you played and, and some of the really cool kind of activities that you've been doing as a team. But let's go back uh, to late last week. Uh, you left Moncton and, and players from across uh, North America, left from different points. But let's go back and tell us about the uh, just the travel to get there and what the first couple of days of the whole jet lag experience was like. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite an experience. Uh, it really was. Uh, it took quite the toll on us, you know, as to be expected. You know, we, we knew uh, it was going to be an awfully long um, travel, you know, to, to our first destination, which is which was Haiko, um uh, the city Haiko and then the province of Hanan, which is actually a very small island, um, south, south central China. It's actually the most south, southern point, uh, in China. Um, but it was an extremely long day of travel. Um, we actually left, it was about 32 straight hours, um, of travel, uh, for at least myself and, and Mitch Rowley and John Gonzalez, who all left from Moncton. Um, you know, we had the, the flight to Toronto, which was about three hours, you know, we then had about a five-hour layover at Pearson, uh, and then on to a 13-hour flight to Beijing, followed by another four-hour layover, and then a three-hour flight to Haiko, um, and then about an hour bus ride to, to our hotel. So it was an awfully, awfully long travel, um, you know, but the guys were great about it. They, they understood it was going to be a long day. Um, but no, the, the, the actual jet lag you know, certainly kind of threw us all for, for a big loop, um, I think it probably took about 48 hours to kind of get adjusted to the time change uh, and, of course, the, the long day of travel that we had. So, you know, if everybody's feeling good now, I think all of us are back on our kind of normal normal clocks here, which is which is great. Um, so it, it was a doozy for sure, but, you know, everyone was happy uh, to finally get here. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one. It's not like going from the east coast of Canada or the U.S. to the west coast where it's a three or four hour difference. That's... 11, 12 hours, you're basically flipping your body clock upside down, but it's good to know that you're kind of getting now adjusted to the actual time that you're experiencing uh, over in China. Let's talk about the experience of the first couple of days, because I've been following along on the Moncton Magic social media, and of course your social media, John Gonzalez, uh, been posting some great videos, some great pictures. We'll get to the basketball in a second, but just what overall has the experience been like in terms of how you've been received and, and what the people uh, in the various cities have been like in terms of welcoming you and, and making you feel at home? 
Oh, it's, it's just, it's been phenomenal. I mean, it's really, really been a, a great trip top to bottom thus far. Um, you know, the, the, the fans, you know, they're, they're always excited. I mean, basketball is just so big here in China. Um, you know, anytime there's the opportunity to see players from North America, you know, obviously our players are, are both from the United States and, and Canada, you know, there's an awful lot of excitement because, you know, basketball in, in North America is kind of king uh, as far as the rest of the world is concerned. So, you know, people are very excited to, to see the guys, meet the guys, um, you know, and the, the hospitality has just been, it's been unreal. You know, Heiko is, is a bit of a bigger city. Um, and, you know, everyone kind of calls it the, the Miami of, of China. You know, it's a really nice city. Uh, all of it is just bordered by water, just beautiful buildings and in a, in a, in a beautiful kind of metro area, um, you know, that we got to, to see an awful lot of. Um, you know, the fans were great. Obviously, they were great uh, at our first game. There was a huge crowd. Um, you know, but then traveling today to, to Fuan, uh, which is a, a smaller city, um, you know, we were just, I was really blown away by, you know, how warmly we were welcomed, you know, by the hotel staff here. You know, we, we pulled into our hotel this afternoon and they literally had the entire hotel staff, probably 40, 50, 60 people that, that work here at the hotel. They were all outside, uh, welcoming us, you know, waiting for us to arrive. And, and they welcomed us with, with flowers and they had, um, uh, they actually had uh, some some students from a local school here to welcome us as well, and you know a lot of photos and autographs, and um, you know greeted us to a, a great lunch. You know where they actually had, you know, kind of uh, uh, they they made little basketball jerseys with all of our names on them as place settings, and you know it just really gave you a great feeling after after a bit of a long travel today as well. You know that you're you're welcomed into a. Uh, to this city. So it's been a really, really cool experience. And I just can't say enough about the hospitality has just been, uh, it's been incredible. Now from the basketball side, obviously with all of that travel and, and kind of adjusting to the time change, uh, what was it like to get uh, the guys out on the court? Because for the most part, a lot of these guys uh, haven't played together as a unit. When did you first get a chance to get out and practice? And, and what was it like the first couple of times you got the guys out on the floor? Yeah, well, we were, we were able to have uh, one practice uh, before our first game, you know. So we actually we left on September 20th from, from North America, which put us here in China on September 21st. Um, we had our first practice on the 22nd, and, and then, of course, we played right away on the 23rd. So, you know, we knew the first game was going to be going to be difficult. Um, it, you know, it was, it was great getting out uh, to practice because, obviously, some of these players are – our new prospects, guys that we've uh, we've signed, or guys that we're interested in for for our official training camp uh, in Moncton later this month. So to see some of the guys that you know I hadn't worked with yet on the court was was, was certainly exciting, and to see some of those guys kind of kind of playing together, uh, you know, it was it was great. I mean, you could definitely see that there was some rust. I mean, you could definitely see that you know this has been the off season. This was the first time a lot of these guys played competitively for for a few months, um, you know, you could see all those things. I think that was to, to be expected a little bit, um, you know, and, and we're, we're right now, we're kind of starting, you know, we're starting getting these guys back in shape and, and it's all, it's all part of this process, but um, it was great. I mean, it felt great to get back out on the court, you know, especially with guys like, like Corey and, and Denzel and AC and, you know, it's been a long summer that I haven't seen those guys much. So, um, you know, awesome. It's just an awesome feeling. It's just great to, to kind of get going here and, um, uh, you know, it's obviously starting a kind of a mini camp for us before actual training camp. So, um, you know, it was it was good. It was it was great. 
And you mentioned that first game. Uh, I believe you said it's Fuyan. Is that, am I saying that right? The Sturgeons? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fujian. Fujian, 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 Yes, yeah, that was our first game. And, um, you know, very, very good team, you know. And, and of course, they had uh, a couple of very good import players on that team, as well as um, uh, they have two players on that team that also play for the senior men's national team here in China. So a very, very good team. And, of course, they've been, they've been in their training camp for a little over a month now uh, as they prepare to open up their season October 20th, I believe, is opening day for the CBA. So, um, yeah, good team. Very, very tough team to, to play against. It kind of certainly gave us all that, that we could handle. But, um, you know, it was great. The atmosphere was great. And, and um, you know, like I said, a couple of their imports, you know, Russell Smith in particular, who actually is the, the CBA's leading scorer, um, you know, he, he put up 30 points against us. You know, he was, he was tough. Uh, but it was, it was good. It was a great team. We're actually going to have the opportunity to, to play those guys again on this tour, which, which we're all kind of excited about. Um, you know, to have another crack at those guys. 92-84, uh, the Sturgeons uh, defeated you guys. But as you said, I mean, only one practice. A lot of the guys just coming off their off season. So really, if you look at it that way, uh, the fact that it was, you know, just eight points against a, a pretty seasoned team that's been in training camp for a month, that's a pretty good result. From that first game, and again, look, we know it's early, <laughs> you know, it's it's – an international trip. You've had a lot of stuff to deal with in terms of the time change, food change, all that stuff. But I know you've always got your coach's head on. You've got your coach's eye zeroed in. Were there a couple of little glimpses of things that you saw in that game from a Moncton Magic perspective that kind of got you excited as the coach? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it is, it is difficult. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's difficult because the, that the competitive, you know, edge that that we all kind of have. That are, I mean, you certainly you know, want to win every game. And, and for me, I really just have to continue to stay focused on, on why we're out here, you know, and that's certainly to, to take a look at some guys to, you know, kind of start laying the foundation and, and, um, you know, understanding that, that it is a process. Obviously we would have loved to, to have won that first game. And there certainly was some, some good things that happened, you know, but there was also a lot of bad things too. <laughs> you know, there was, there was a lot of things, um, you know, that you just, you, you wouldn't see from a, you know, mid season standpoint. And, uh, you just have to kind of take those things with a grain of salt and understand that, you know, these guys, they're, they're just starting to, to kind of learn some things and, and starting to play with each other. So, um, you know, but there, there were some good things, you know, I thought, uh, you know, Doug Herring was, was outstanding. You know, he was, he had a great game, you know, really kind of controlled the, the flow for us with, you know, in a game where we didn't have a, an awful lot of structure yet. Uh, you know, I thought he played very, very well. Um, you know, Gentry Thomas, who is one of our true rookies, I mean, this was really his first professional game, you know, ever. Um, you know, I also thought played very well, and, and he showed some nice things. So, you know, it was really good to, to kind of see guys, you know, that I've been kind of waiting to see, you know, in a Magic uniform. Um, you know, and you could just kind of see glimpses of, you know what, this is going to be great. This is going to be really good once the season gets going. And, and you know, just looking forward to continuing to kind of, kind of build and, you know, we had a practice today. We actually have a few practices over the next couple of days where, you know, I was able to treat them much more as kind of like the first practices you may see in a training camp where I'm starting to, to talk to them about our terminology and, and, and you know, the, the basics of, of our systems, um, you know, which I'm just so excited about that when the guys come back to Moncton in late October, 
you know, I'm going to be able to, to already, you know, use some of our terminology and they're going to understand what I'm talking about already. So it's just, uh, it's exciting. And again, I just can't stress what, what a great opportunity this is for us to, to be out here right now and, and getting to know each other. Um, the team building, the team bonding that's going on is, is, is really kind of cool. It's really kind of special to watch. So, uh, just, just really, really pleased with, with how things have gone so far. Something else that kind of really caught my attention in some of the, the social media posts that I saw, and you talked about how big basketball is in China and the reception that you've gotten, but the fans lining up outside the arena ahead of game time and then just the tremendous crowd that was on hand, did that catch any of the guys off guard? I mean, I'm sure that they knew that there was going to be a good crowd on hand, but it was almost like a regular league regular season type of, of atmosphere in that arena. What were a couple of things that maybe really caught the guy's eye in terms of look at this crowd, look at this arena. What were some things that kind of stood out? Yeah. Just, I mean, just the energy that was in the building and in the atmosphere, um, you know, so that, that game, which, which took, which took place in, in high which, you know, they, they actually don't have a professional uh, CBA team there. They don't have a team on that Island. Um, Fujian actually traveled about two hour, two hour flights to go play that exhibition game against us in, in Haiko. So, you know, I, I kind of use the, the analogy. It was almost like, you know, the Boston Celtics traveled to Montreal to have a preseason game. So you can imagine how excited the people of Montreal would be to have the opportunity to go see the Celtics. That really is kind of what it, what it was like for the people of Haiko, you know, to have the closest CBA team to them, Fujian, travel there and play a preseason exhibition game. So, uh, you know, there was an awful lot of tickets sold. I'm, I'm not sure how many people were in attendance, but there was a lot. And uh, they were certainly excited. And, I mean, certainly excited to see, you know, their team win. Um, you know, so it was just uh, – it's great to see our guys, especially our young guys, you know, how how do they react, how do they handle the crowd noise and, and you know, just that kind of stage, that kind of setting. It's just another added bonus to, to playing this trip in China where, where basketball is so big. Um, to see guys on on the big stage and under the bright lights and see how they respond to all that. So, but the crowd was uh, they were loud all game. They were excited. There was a lot of kids there involved, and uh, you know they had a dunk contest at halftime, which actually Sean Johnson uh, won uh, that dunk contest, which was which was great. So, just uh, overall exciting, great atmosphere, and you know I know the guys are looking forward to, to, to playing against him. So Sean Johnson, the rookie that you got to see a couple of times over the summer that you've signed to the Magic, he won the dunk contest. So that that kind of is exciting for Moncton Magic fans. Coach, what are you, what was that like when you saw him do that? Yeah, you know, I, I actually, I'm going to be totally honest, I actually missed, I missed his dunks. I was still uh, in the tunnel, um, you know, after after the halftime, after our halftime speech. I was still in there discussing some things with, with Mitch Rowley, so I didn't I didn't actually catch uh, Sean's dunks itself, but I, but I certainly heard the crowd. Um, we actually entered two players into that dunk contest. Ari Stewart was, was the other guy uh, from our team who was in the contest, and you know I heard they both did some spectacular things. So it's exciting. I mean, Sean, you know, he's an extremely extremely athletic athletic guy, so uh, it doesn't surprise me much at all that that he won that dunk contest. Now, we had mentioned or we had talked about on a previous podcast and we were talking about the trip to China that was then coming up, that from your previous experience, when you had a trip over a couple of years ago, you know, you referenced just how much the people of China love the game of basketball and how when North American players come over, they almost get the rock star treatment. What's that been like? What's it been like? Because I know that 
You've had a bit of downtime, I think an off day uh, since you've been there, but what's it been like for the guys just out roaming the streets, going shopping? What kind of reaction have they been getting from uh, from the fans in and around uh, the different communities they've been in? <laughs> a lot of a lot of stares, for sure. You know, a lot of, I mean, they're, they're very hard to miss. Um, you know, just their, their size alone walking down the street. You know, it's, it's hard to, to miss these guys. But, uh, you know, a lot of people wanting to say hello. A lot of kids really excited and wanting autographs and, you know, an awful lot of random people just coming up and, and trying to make the hand gestures to ask for a, you know, a photograph um, with them. You know, a lot of selfies have been taken, you know, by, by people in the cities that we've been to. But, but again, it's all part of it. And, and, you know, we have such a great group of guys and they're just responding so well to it. They really understand that, you know, this is exciting for, for people of these cities. And um, so it's, it's been great. I mean, it's, it's really it's really exciting and it's really nice to feel just, you know, so welcomed, you know, kind of with open arms, uh, into these communities. And, you know, this, this next city that we just arrived at, um, you know, the, the excitement is, is real. I mean, there's signs and billboards just all over the city, uh, about this game, uh, that will be taking place. So, you know, people are, are just really excited, you know, as we are too. And, and, you know, I, I talked to him for just a moment, Scott, about the, the kind of team bonding and the team building. Uh, it's just, you know, we just had a dinner this evening, um, and we, you know, we always we always have a you know a nice kind of private room, and it's a it's a catered meal, and um, you know, they had a big flash screen on, and there was actually the the women's uh, FIBA World Championships game was on. China was actually playing Senegal, and just you know, we just all kind of hung out in there. We hung out for you know, 45 minutes after the meal was, was done and they're just kind of talking NBA and just, it's just really kind of cool to, to see, you know, you just don't see people sitting around a dinner table that often anymore. Everyone's on their cell phones. Everybody's, you know, and, and these guys were just all sitting around and, and, you know, having, you know, kind of friendly arguments about which NBA players better and, and this and that. And it's just, uh, it's really kind of fun to watch. It's, it's fun to watch that all kind of just progress and develop. And that's kind of what, you know, you've been talking about leading up to this trip was that through all of it, the basketball games, the the spectacle of going over and, and enjoying this trip to China and everything that that means, this is really about a coming together and a gelling and a getting a chemistry going for a group of players that in not too distant future – is going to be playing in the National Basketball League of Canada going for a championship. When you see that, and I know that you just talked about it a little bit, but based on the fact that we've talked about that was one of the main goals for this trip, you know, how how does that make you feel inside when when you see that and you're thinking, okay, this is a group that we're going to be going to war with in a month and a half and and this is pretty cool. Like what's that like? It's it's rewarding. I mean, it is no no question it's rewarding. I mean, you know, this is a this is a, a, a kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big trip, right? I mean, there's a ton of logistics and work and, and things that, that kind of go into this type of trip when you're bringing, you know, 14 people from a different country halfway across the world to travel to multiple destinations and, and play games in front of thousands of people. And I mean, there's, there's so many details and, and things that go into it. So when you, when you see it all come together, um, and you see the guys just enjoying themselves and enjoying their time with each other and getting to know each other. Um, it, it, it's awesome. You know, and it, it, I just keep saying to myself, you know what, I, I don't know how much this will help us, but there's no way it's going to hurt us. You know, there's, it, there's no way 
uh, this is going to hurt us going into training camp, you know, where guys already know each other. Um, so I'm, I'm just very pleased with it. And again, I mean, unlimited manage, unlimited sports management. I mean, they've just, they've been an, an unbelievable host. Um, they've, they've just done such a tremendous job. Again, everything from the accommodations to the food, to the travel, you know, everything has just been first class and, and right on point. So uh, it just really makes the trip all that much more enjoyable. Well, another really cool thing about a coach is, you know, you talked about the team hanging out for 45 minutes or so and just talk and shop, right, about NBA and about other various, you know, things that athletes and, and sports fans in general will argue about. The other really cool thing is in terms of a bonding thing and, and threads that will pull this group together, when all of you come back during the the grind of the regular season, you're all going to have this experience to call back on and to tell anecdotes about and to tell stories about. And, and I, you know, you're absolutely right. You don't know how much it's going to help, but it's, it's, it's definitely not going to hurt. Now, let me ask you this question, because I know that there's some players that have international experience in terms of travel, maybe not China, but certainly some pretty far away countries. Anthony Cox comes to mind, especially his experience with the Globetrotters. I know that you've been in China before, but a couple of the guys that have never traveled outside of North America before, have there been some really kind of like wide-eyed kind of like, oh my gosh, situations like, this is incredible? Yeah, no, there, there definitely has. And I mean, it, you're right. Some of the guys have, have traveled. And I think only maybe a couple on the trip have been to China before. But, uh, you know, the, the thing that, that has really kind of surprised the guys the most, and they talk about it more than anything, is – how people get around the city on, on these scooters, right? Everyone has these motorized scooters. And I mean, there are hundreds and thousands of them on the street and, and there's really no, like, (laughs) there's no right of way. Everybody is just kind of weaving in and out of each other. And, and everybody, and it's just incredible how there isn't multiple accidents on every single corner of these thousands of motorized scooters. And, and the guys, I mean, every time we're walking around or on a bus, they're just in awe and they can't believe how there will be four people on one scooter, or there will be two people and a newborn baby and nobody's wearing helmets. And this is just the way that, that they, they go about things here. It is just, it's really kind of funny to, to hear the guys and, just see how shocked they are and and hear them talk about it. Um, That has probably been by far the most talked about wide eyed, like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. How are these people (laughs) not crashing into each other? And it's just, it's just really kind of funny. A couple of the guys really kind of wanted to rent some rent scooters. And I said, no guys, we're we're not, we're not not (laughs) renting any scooters. We can't, uh, we can't afford any, any serious injuries, but uh, yeah, there's definitely been some, some kind of cool moments uh, like that for sure, which is uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I've seen a couple of uh, again just following some of the guys on their on their social media, Instagram in particular. Uh, but I've seen a couple of really funny videos like that where the guys are just shooting out the window. And to your exact point, it's like, oh my gosh, it's almost like pandemonium. There's like no rhyme or reason. There's like zigzagging and in, in and out. So yeah, I, I could see that that would be pretty cool. Now, now come on, coach. I know that you can't do it and you won't do it. But isn't there a part of you? that would love just to take you and all the guys and just get a bunch of scooters and just go for a half an hour or so? Come on. Well, no question. I mean, and the funny thing is, I, I mean, they, they just, I, 
none of us would be able to handle the amount of traffic in the <laughs> thousands of these scooters flying around the, the city. Uh, there would absolutely be accidents, and, and we're just not—we're not up for that. <laughs> but it would be—it would be—it'd uh, be a lot of fun. Uh, Actually, we took, uh, I know myself and and Mitch uh, Rowley uh, and Johnny Gonzalez, uh, we took scooter taxis. (laughs) We we took some scooters where we were on the back of scooters, but but we certainly weren't, uh, we weren't driving. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun and a great way to, to see the city. Okay. So you were scooter passengers. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Now, I'm going to ask you about food in a second, but you mentioned Mitch Rowley. Uh, you know, anyone who's been listening to the podcast in the past know that Mitch is uh, a renowned table tennis player, and we were wondering that when he went to China, if he might get recruited. Has he had a chance to even have a paddle in his hand? <laughs> uh, not yet, but but actually he came up at, I think, maybe at lunch today. I think there was, uh, uh, you know, of course, badminton is also very, very big here. And... Uh, one of the guys, maybe I think Anthony Cox made a comment to Mitch about, you know, you know, you want to get a badminton, you know, obviously you're good at table tennis and Mitch kind of made the, the very modest kind of humble, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of good with anything with a racket. So I, I think he's, the, 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 the juices are flowing and I think he, you know, if he sees a table, I'm sure he'll jump at the opportunity. Although we have not, we have not seen one yet. Um, myself and, and John Gonzalez, I took a walk this afternoon. We got to our new city and, um, we did see like an outdoor pool hall, which was which was very cool, and it's something I'm sure that that we'll hit up this week, where there was you know 15 to 20 pool tables actually set up outside, uh, kind of under these large uh, awnings or, or kind of tents, uh, which is really kind of neat. So there's just lots of cool things around that you just don't see at home, you know. And, and um, we're gonna we're gonna try to experience a few different things. Just, uh, just not the scooters. We're going to stay away from the scooters. Yeah, and I can see the press release now. The Moncton Magic would like to announce that uh, Mitch Rowley has been signed by the Chinese national <laughs> table tennis team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. If you, like I said, if, you, if, you, if you get the opportunity, I'm sure he'll jump all over it. <laughs> now, and again, on a previous podcast, because it's been great. You know, we've been teeing up this China trip uh, over the off season. But one of the other things that you talked about would invariably happen is with a lot of these guys, and they're used to the North American ways, they're used to the North American food, a.k.a. fast food, that even though the food over there is wonderful and they would cater it and take really good care of you, you had referenced on an earlier podcast that you were pretty sure that when you guys had a chance to hit one of the cities and have a little downtime to walk the streets, go shopping or whatever, the first time that you saw the golden arches of McDonald's, there might be a stampede toward that from the team. Has that happened, Coach? Uh, it did. It did happen. It happened, uh, I think, two days ago. We, we did have a, kind of an off day, and we, we were uh, – we did. We did kind of a downtown shopping in uh, in Heiko. And, we, you know, it was almost like we were at the – it was kind of almost like a Times Square of Heiko. It was this major, major intersection downtown, and uh, we were tons of just shopping, malls and all these, these different kind of uh, – you know, stores everywhere. And it was funny because there's so much traffic and there's so many people. You, it's very easy to miss something that may be across the street or, or whatnot. Well, our bus was scheduled to pick us back up at, at six o'clock and on, on the corner of this kind of intersection. And I got there at about five minutes to six, 10 of six. And 
there's a couple guys there, two or three. And I said, well, where is everybody? And it just pointed across the street and <laughs> there was a McDonald's, you know, <laughs> over on the corner of this intersection. And there's actually these outdoor, you know, pedways that, that kind of went over the top of this major intersection. And I saw about eight of our guys walking towards the McDonald's, you know, five, ten minutes before the bus was scheduled to leave. And I think it was Corey Allman who didn't go. And he said, Coach, they they said they'd be back. Like, they were basically running. They weren't going to miss the opportunity to to get to McDonald's, you know, after four days of of Chinese cuisine here. So um, it was was pretty comical to see them kind of hustling across this this bridge over an intersection, but, uh, but I was right. I think the usual suspects, the guys who I kind of thought may jump at that opportunity, they jumped all over. They were the ringleaders. Now, not to throw him under the uh, proverbial bus, but I'm gonna, and, and Hey, he put it out there on social media. So he wasn't hiding it, but was Anthony Cox, the Ant-Man. I saw one of uh, his Instagram stories where he had a, a McDonald's burger wrapped up. And the interesting thing I thought was, was the, the Chinese writing uh, on the, on the wax paper wrapping the burger. Now you said you didn't go, but did you get a chance to have a fry or a bite of a burger? Or at least did the guys tell you, like, is it pretty much if you closed your eyes, it's like the McDonald's back home? Or is there a difference in the taste? Or did they even talk about that? I, I you know, I didn't even I didn't even talk about it. Although this morning we were at the airport fairly early uh, and there was a McDonald's at the airport. I absolutely grabbed the coffee, the McDonald's coffee which was on point because even the coffee over here tastes a little bit different. I'm kind of a big coffee drinker. So that was, that was huge for me. Um, and they had some different menu items. They, they absolutely had some different menu items uh, at the, the McDonald's here in China than they would at home. So it was pretty cool to, pretty cool to see. Like the McOctopus or the McSquid? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they actually had like a, a burger. They actually, I think they also put uh, chicken on as well. That was something I heard the guys talking about. Um, I, I, I don't really know. I didn't pay too much attention to it. Certainly not as much as, as some of our guys did. Oh, man. Well, again, it, it's funny because you knew what happened and it did. And, and, and not surprising because sometimes when you're that far away, just a little bit of comfort of home makes you feel that much better. And let's go back to that coffee for a sec, Coach. I know you said it was on point, but... How did that make you feel when you put that coffee to your lips and you had that first sip and you were like, oh, hey, this is just like back home? Yeah, it made me feel good. It did. It, re- it really did. I mean, it's a really small thing. You know, and we've only been gone for five or six days now. But, um, you know, you, you miss stuff at home. You certainly miss stuff that you do every day. You know, and I drink coffee pretty much every day. So, no, it was good to to get a cup of coffee and, you know, certainly made you feel like you were back home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get a sponsor. I was. I was this morning. <laughs> yeah, 6 a.m. this morning. I was I was certainly loving it. So speaking of 6 a.m., uh, I know that, again, it's uh, about just past 1030 at night where you are. Uh, your next game for you is tomorrow morning, which would actually be, I guess, late this evening, uh, Atlantic time. <clears throat> uh, and if I say this wrong, please correct me, but the Shangzi Brave Dragons, what do you know about them? Yeah, actually, Scott, I actually just received word today uh, that game has actually been canceled uh, with the okay. well, possibility of it being postponed. Um, so this game was actually supposed to take place at an arena that's almost right on the, the coast. And there was a, a pretty major typhoon that hit last week, um, really kind of hit more of the Philippines, some of Taiwan. And um, we're kind of right over that way, uh, not not too far from, from Taiwan. And the actual arena um, actually suffered 
some some pretty significant damage, uh, water damage and damage to the roof of the arena. So they were trying to repair it and have the game ready to go for tomorrow. Uh, but I was told today that, that as of right now, the game cannot be played there. So I think what the sponsors are looking to do is, is reschedule the game for Saturday evening. Um, we are scheduled to play Friday and Sunday, so that would give us a back-to-back-to-back. Uh, but as of right now, that, that game has been tentatively canceled, which is unfortunate, but, but again, kind of out of our control and, and certainly understandable. Um, but, you know, so what we'll look to do is over the next couple of days, um, you know, we're actually going to probably have some two-a-day practices, <laughs> which, is, which is great. I don't know how much the guys are, are loving that, but, um, you know, I, I certainly want to take as much advantage of this opportunity as I can, having the guys on the court while we have them over here and, and have all these guys together. So, you know, to me, there's, there's a bit of a silver lining in it, and, and hopefully we can get that, that game rescheduled. But, yes, that was the game against the uh, Shang-Chi uh, Brave Dragons. Well, breaking news right here live on the Magic Time podcast. And to your point that you made earlier, so many moving parts with something like this, you know, those things can happen. And, you know, certainly uh, not good news about that weather event and, and what's happening there. So we hope that everything is okay with uh, with the community and with the folks there on the coast. So before we wrap up with the hair coach, I know that you mentioned you've got games coming up on the weekend but maybe just a kind of a quick synopsis of what the remainder of this trip is going to be like for you. You mentioned the practices, but kind of just a, a quick breakdown of the remainder of the trip and then when you head back and when you hope to be uh, back on uh, home soil in Moncton. Yeah, so we'll actually be, like I said, we just arrived in Fuyan um, uh, today. Uh, so we'll actually be here for the next three or four days, which is which is great. Um, you know, we're, we've been able to... Uh, like I said, we had a practice today, and I think for the next at least two days, we'll probably have uh, double sessions, practice in the morning, practice in the evening. Uh, they actually just opened a brand-new, beautiful um, Olympic-style basketball arena here, which we're, they're actually allowing us to practice at, and that's actually where our game will be on, on Friday evening uh, as well. It's just an incredible facility. Um, but we'll be practicing, you know, probably two times a day for the next next few days. Uh, we'll also, I'm going to look to set up maybe some kind of uh, sightseeing type tour. Uh, this is a much more traditional um, Chinese city. You know, it's much more older, and there's just some incredible architecture here, and just some things. You know, I kind of want the guys to see because I just don't know if we'll ever have the opportunity to, to see that again. Um, you know, so again, we'll, we'll spend most of the week here in Fuyan. Um, we then play here Friday nights. We'll have to see if that game gets rescheduled uh, for Saturday, which would take us to another another city. Uh, and then, of course, we play on Sunday evening uh, as well. Uh, we'll follow that up with an early morning flight on Monday back to Beijing and then uh, a flight home uh, Monday afternoon, which will be a red eye, <laughs> um, uh, back to, uh, to Canada. So, you know, we, we have... Roughly six six days left uh, here in China, five six days. And, you know, we're really just going to make the most of it. You know, but I, again, I can't stress enough just what, what a great trip it's been thus far, and uh, you know, looking forward to, to the rest of the week. Two quick ones. Uh, how's the interaction been with your translator? What that what's that whole uh, uh, dynamic been like between you and your translator? He's been great. He's been great. It's actually a different translator than what I had uh, my last trip. Uh, his name is, it was an American name is Kevin. Um, you know, loves basketball, big basketball fan, kind of like I anticipated he would be, but he's been tremendous as far as 
the scheduling and the logistics and the buses and the meals been, been outstanding. Um, you know, I actually received a, a warning in our first game. I received a, a uh, to receive a technical foul. Uh, I got I got caught at a no call. Uh, Corey Allen went down pretty, hard. And, and of course the officials they they just don't know what I'm saying. And <laughs> but they knew I was upset. There was no question they knew I was upset. And it, and, and Kevin was a little bit younger. I think he was a little tentative at first. He was kind of looking at me like he. Should he come and translate or should he not? And um, <laughs> I had to kind of get up here right now, Kevin, you know. And so that, you know, it was good. That was kind of our, our feeling out process, you know. And, and, you know, now I think we'll be operating on the same page. But, uh, but no, he's been, he's been great. He's a, he's a great, great guy. Coach, even in a friendly exhibition, half a world away, <laughs> you're, still, you're still coach, right? Yeah, you have to be you know and and i mean yeah to me it's it, you know it was tough it was it was frustrating because of course you know russell smith who was this, this great import you know he was a standout at the university of uh louisville and, and he's the cba's leading score you know he, he would just gets a lot of calls you know almost every time he goes to the rim if you if you blow on him lightly he's going to get a call and he's going to go to the free throw line so you know when, when Corey Allman went down pretty hard and there was no call you know obviously I had to had to let the officials know that that wasn't going to fly right um so yeah you still you still coach and it's you know I don't think you can really you know turn that switch off you know when the ball goes up so uh but but uh, other than that I've been I've been on my best behavior well now that you've had a coffee it'll be even better for you and Kevin <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. But no, he's a, he's a great guy. And the cool thing is, you know, like I know I'll stay in touch with him, you know, over the years, which is cool. Just kind of making a new relationship and a new friend over here in China. So, uh, no, he's been great. Now, the most important question of all, before we let you go, we talked on, uh, the previous off season podcast, uh, about this trip. And I, I asked you, cause I'm a dad. I know it's going to happen. The kids are going to say, bring me back something, bring me back this, uh, I know that uh, Cam had asked for a samurai sword, which you were like, uh, that's not going to happen. But have you had a chance yet to do any shopping? Have you gotten something for them yet? We don't want to give it away, but have you gotten Cam and Alex their China trip gifts yet, Coach? I haven't yet. I've looked around. Uh, and again, Heiko was was a kind of much more of a modern. Like I said, you know, it's, it was the South Beach of China, and um, you know, I feel like the samurai sword. I'm going to have a much better chance here uh, in Fuyan. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, and I have, I have all the guys that are keeping their eye out as well. All the players that are out and about. If anybody sees a samurai sword, they're going to have to let me know. Um, so not not yet, but I'm hoping, you know, this week, now that, that we're here in the city for, for three days, I'll carve out some time and uh, and, and, and find something. Um, actually, you know what I should have mentioned, too, when I'm thinking about the schedule, it's something really cool. We're actually going to uh, – we're going to go visit uh, school tomorrow, um, which wow. is really kind of cool. We're going to go visit an elementary school here. Uh, we're going to take the whole team and, and kind of go play some basketball with, with some kids, and uh, you know, which is really exciting. I mean, it's also something that we, we do a lot of in Moncton, so it's going to be great to see the guys, you know, how they interact uh, with, with some students here and some young children. But uh, anyway, between that and, and, and practices, I'm, I'm certainly going to find uh, I'm going to find some time to. Go find the sword and, and hopefully a, uh, a barbie. 
That's right. The uh, that's right. A Barbie doll. I remember you said that's what Alex wanted. Well, listen, Coach. Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, I, I sent out a tweet, but what an amazing thing for technology to be able to bridge a half world of distance away and to allow us to do a, a podcast live with me sitting in Toronto, Nova Scotia, and you sitting in Fuyan. Uh, in China. And listen, I, I know it's busy. I know you're tired, but thank you very much again for just taking some time out and uh, doing this uh, for the fans. I know that they appreciate it and I certainly appreciate it as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, Scott. Anytime, you know me, it's, a, it's such a, a great podcast for our, our Magic fans. And, and you know, I, I know a lot of people have been following us on social media, so we're certainly trying to, to get a lot of content up and, and just trying to, you know, give all of our fans the, the kind of real hands-on experience and you kind of see what we're up to over here and, and, and the podcast is certainly just another another avenue to do that so uh no it's great man i appreciate it and uh you know certainly look forward to chatting with you uh, once we get back definitely look forward to it as well coach uh, give my best to all the guys over there enjoy the rest of your time and uh, good luck in your remaining games and again thanks for doing this enjoy the rest of your time coach okay thanks a lot scott take care you too bye-bye that's Coach Joe Salerno of the Moncton Magic. They are in the middle of their amazing international trip to China. It's a mini camp. They're playing friendly exhibition games. They're coming together as a team. And you know what? They're representing North America, the National Basketball League of Canada, and the Moncton Magic as true ambassadors to the game. So, again, it was great to have Coach Salerno on. We look forward to having him on another off-season podcast when they return. Until next time, friends, this has been the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.